Welcome, everybody. Take two on episode 36 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. I'm just flabbergasted, but anyway, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. I no emails this week. You're so annoyed right now. I know. Right? <laughs> it's amazing to me how upset you are. <laughs> can't believe that happened. <laughs> anyway, we did this before and we somehow lost the recording, so now we're redoing the intro. <laughs> and our guest tonight is Tracy Granada, and we are happy to have her in the kitchen, so <laughs> welcome, Tracy. And I guess we'll get to our hot takes. And our first hot take is a Chinese researcher claims to have a, claims to have altered DNA of twin girls in China, and he supposedly made them AIDS proof. Yes, this is the big takeaway from this, which is kind of. I hope it's true, but if not, I don't know. Well, we I said this once before on here, and we said this even once today. China's making superhumans. They are. Superhumans and robots. That's what's going to come down to. The superhumans are going to fight the robots. And then hopefully we get to step on Skynet. (laughs) We do love superhumans on this podcast. And plastic. I think what's interesting, I guess we didn't talk about this, so at least give you a hot take. I don't think it's all bad, but it is scary. And there is a whole realm of things that goes along with that um that really makes you yeah it's like i just got done watching jurassic world part two is miles into dinosaurs yet mm-hmm. yes anyways so um and it talks about not necessarily the genetics of dinosaurs but once you start opening just genetics overall and like what it opens up to and I guess this practice is illegal in the U.S. Very much so. All right. And our second hot take is a person on a flight returned a lost wallet they found to the owner with an extra $40 put into it. So this person found the wallet on the airplane wedged between two seats. They went through the wallet, looked for owner's information, and they decided to mail it to the owner, and they put 40 extra dollars into the wallet because there were $60 already in there to make it a full hundred. And that's the story. My hot take is, I bet that, do you think the person was OCD and was like, oh, my God, I have to have the round number, so I better put $40 in here to make it a hundred? I think it would be right 60, so something like Sixty-four or sixty-six or something. You know, the first time when you said this, I didn't jog my memory. But now that I heard it a second time, that sounds like something your brother would do. I can see him on an airplane and just be like, "Yeah, seeing a wall and finding it and sending it to the guy." I can totally see him doing that for sure. Yeah, good people. I lost my driver's license on an airplane. Nobody ever sent it back to me though. Rude, right? Was it an international airport? No, Wisconsin. No, no. 
I lost it. It must have fallen out of my jacket pocket or pants pocket. You know, you put it in your pocket after you go through security. And... Yeah. Did you have your passport, though? Or, yeah. <sighs> How did you get through? Like, Or did you come home and you lost it? No. It was like on my flight going to the destination. So coming home is when you run into the problems. Right. Costco IDs, though, will let you through. Okay. <laughs> All right. Apparently so. <laughs> I guess since it has a picture. Yeah. Your name. Just need some other things of verification, credit cards. Yeah. Just learn something. Yeah, I guess. Get you a Costco membership it. just in case. <laughs> All right. Our third hot take is Elon Musk says there is a 70 percent chance he will move to Mars in the future. So I say good for him. See ya. I don't doubt that he's gonna do it. Even if it means him shipping his remains up there and because but living on Mars, how long is living on Mars? A week? A month? Oh yeah, I don't doubt. And I honestly believe so there's two things that are going on here with me, and one I love to bring up, so I'm gonna to totally do it. It's either that it's all fake and we never landed on the moon. Yes, I'm so happy I brought that up. Or like Mars is developed. It's an either or thing. So I can't just imagine we've gone to the moon and we haven't done anything else. Like it seems like we, because we've progressed so far technology wise to what it was in the sixties that either Mars is already developed and it's been going on for a while or else it was just a fancy production set in area 51. That was the video that was broadcast on TV. Yeah. So take that Preston and Gary. Oh man. Nothing gets underneath those. Both of those guys do not like the idea that we did not land on the moon. I just think it's fun to bring up. It is. All right, that's all I got. I'll bring up the one thing on my list. Well, I got two things. So, one, Michigan lost. You don't want to talk about it a second time around? No. Still want to talk about it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, um, Adnan Burke, who runs the Cinephile Pod. Um, did his he binge watch Sopranos with someone's ever watched before? He did the top 10 Soprano characters. I thought I'd give them to you because I know we already went to this once, but it'll be fun again. Number 10, Polly. Hello, Polly. Number she nine, Janice. Janice. She's my least favorite character. Number eight, Adriana. I'm all right with Adriana there. Number seven, Melfi. Dr. Melfi probably should have been higher up there. I could have, you could argue that Dr. Melfi should be number two. You yeah. could make the argument. So, okay, all right. Uh, six, Silvio. More of Silvio. Number five, Carmela. Carmela is probably top three. Yeah. Number four, Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> uh, number three, Uncle Junior. Two, Olivia, which is, that was the shocker for me. She was only season a couple episodes but. and then she actually had to be cgi'd in one yeah. episode because yeah. she died and then yeah i'm all right with it actually and then in number one tony of course yeah i mean yeah. it makes me sad that james got all the things dead yeah. i'll never get the closure i want well i mean i guess i could get it but he's dead. not the way i want it <clears throat> so yeah you sure you want to talk about michigan this could be therapeutic Nope, I'm good. All right, so what did you do this holiday weekend? <clears throat> um, big thing is I went 
to Thunder Bay Theater and saw Peter Pan, which was a great, great play. Everybody should go see it. You have till December 9th to do make that happen. So two more weeks. And Tracy, you saw it too this weekend? Yep. Saw it yesterday, the matinee, and something for all ages. See some local talent. Yeah. The majority of the cast is kids from Thunder Bay and the high school and homeschool kids that make up the majority of the cast and a lot of great talent in the that's good. It is. What did you think of the parade? Parade was good. I liked it. It was wasn't too cold. I believe it's Hannah. Still think we should have thrown snowballs at him. We probably would have gotten in trouble for that. Well, there really wasn't any snow to throw, but um, only one person turned around. And I booed Santa, which actually made me more upset. I thought somebody should be like, "Why is that guy booing Santa?" But everyone seemed to be all right with it. So, why'd you boo Santa? I was. I'm still bitter about the whole Santa thing from last year when we did it. You know, and it's. I don't know. Like, I mean, why are you bitter? In all transparency. I mean, I gave myself shingles over the whole thing, right? Like, I was so nervous, and Jamie, too, felt it was so such a big honor to take upon Santa. And we worked so hard on it, me and her. And everyone, everybody at the dealership at some point shipped in, right? But really, it was me and Jamie for the whole month of November working on this thing. And I don't know, we were... There's just a lot of stories that go with it, all the way from me going to the hospital to um, <laughs> serious. Like, I was stressed. Like, I mean, I wasn't, I, I for the whole month of November, I shared didn't sell one car. So, like, I didn't have any income coming in because that's all I was working on. So, like, meanwhile, Allison's like, we're going broke with you doing this. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, we're certainly not going to half-ass this thing. Like, our name is on this float. Like, we're not going to look dumb. So, like. Suck it up. We're going to have to make it work this month. And then, uh, I don't know. When we got it there, like, it was really windy. I don't know if you guys remember last Christmas. Super windy. So as we're driving in down Chisholm, everything starts blowing off the float. So we get there, and I was smart enough to know that it was windy and that was going to happen. And so we get there at, first of all, we had to have somebody ride on the float to hold things down. So everything would to blow off. That's safe. Yeah. So we get it there, and, like, I call up Brandon. I'm like, I need two more rolls of tape and a staple gun and another thing of staples. And I'm just, just trying to do whatever I can to get this thing together. And lo and behold, so if you look at pictures of Santa full last year, you'll see Santa and then Scott sitting on the back dressed up as an elf. The whole reason Scott's on that float is because he's holding part of the float up because we it, it just broke the wind just broke it off so scott's sitting there holding it up the whole time and he drove through that whole parade holding oh, that thing up totally the unsung here with that whole parade but oh. um and we had a live band i mean and a rocking live band may i add you like they totally melted faces off of santa claus coming to town and I think that was a Remax thing. But yeah, you know, but I mean, got it started. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're throwing his shirts, and um, it wasn't that I want to hippopotamus float that I want to do maybe next year, but you know about the hippopotamus float, nope. so I want to make a giant paper mache hippopotamus, pink, 
You just have like spotlights on it. Oh, yes. For and we'll blare that song. And then we'll have whoever wants to join us. I'll buy two of twos. And we'll just throw out candy canes. That's fun. Yeah. We'll get started on that. Yeah. So you're not, so you're not having anxiety well, leading up to it. I, I, I Allison and I did a lot of research on the hip hop. And the best one we found was a, in Indiana, there was a concrete hippopotamus. That was the size that we want, but it's like a thousand bucks, and we'd have to go down Maybe there. Moran Ironworks can donate a hippopotamus. Oh my god! <laughs> but we couldn't paper mache it. But then I looked into what all goes oh, into paper No, no. Like holy cow! And of course, giant pinata. It will rain that night. Like if I did the paper mache, it would rain. I know that. So then it'd be like the pink would be melting off the side. Near hippopotamus. It's like <laughs> he's a sad hippo. <laughs> so, Cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes. I mean, that's what we did it's last big. year. It's big. A lot of hippo, yeah. a lot of boxes. Start collecting boxes. It's it's all in there, right? So, yeah. So, long story short, I enjoyed the parade, though. I enjoyed the, the Jingle Bell jog beforehand. Around my Vetsu Museum. I saw Sarah. Yep, Sarah and the kids ran it. Yeah. And um, I had Thanksgiving with my kids Saturday. It's good. I haven't had a traditional Thanksgiving with my kids in a really, really, really long time. So it was kind of weird because they do like Thanksgiving with their mom, Thanksgiving with their mom's boyfriend, Thanksgiving with Usha. So by the time they get to meet you, they're like, Dad, let's have Chinese food. So that's normally what we do. Like we've had an Italian Thanksgiving. We've had Chinese Thanksgiving. We've ordered pizza. You know, we've tacos. <laughs> Just because like, how many days do you eat? Right, right, stuff? right. But the kids were like, no, we actually want. The oh, whole that's thing. Cool. So we put we put it on. Yeah. It's what all I got from my weekend. Mm-hmm. Other than Michigan lost. Wanna talk about that at all yet? Mm. Packers lost last night. Packers lost. It's a rough weekend. The Lions lost. Yeah, the Lions lost. <laughs> wanna well, talk about that one too? We, you know, if you want to we kind of a little bit. Bring a therapist in. <laughs> You know, I'll be honest with you. So I listened to a couple of their podcasts, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, Tracy. But um, one of the podcasts I listened to, it's a kind of a guy, two guys. And what they do about every three months, they bring a therapist in. And they talk about oh. their problems with themselves. It's just, it's just hilarious to like listen to them talk, and not necessarily about the dynamic <laughs> of the relationship, but just them as the people. And right. she's like, "Well, you," and it's just funny to listen to that whole thing. I would totally be about that. I think that would be amazing. You know, I'm anything for that. One would lead you to getting into date, and two, getting you talking like louder. Yeah. We just need to start taking more lessons from Jeff. Yes. Yeah. He can talk fantastic. Yes, he can. So, all right. Well, I think that kind of does it for our intro. Yes, hopefully this one will take. All right. We'll come back to talk Tracy. All right. So, Tracy, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? All right. Hey, I love this question. First of all, thank you guys for asking me to be here tonight. I appreciate it. Um, So, a little bit about me. My name is Tracy Granada. I grew up here in Alpena. I was born in Georgia, moved up here for my dad's job at the time, was at Abitibi. Um, 
So I have a lot of appreciation for this small town. I went away to college, to Central Michigan University, and got my undergrad degree there. Stayed there, um, then and continued on to grad school and got my doctorate in physical therapy degree. And somehow said all along, I'm going to leave Alpena and never come back. And somehow I have returned. Um, and it was just something about this area that I did love. I did try the big city. I moved back down to Georgia for a little while for a couple of months. And yeah, just realized that big city life, traffic, people was not for me. So I love this area. I love Northern Michigan. Um, I met my husband here in Alpena. He is from Detroit and I met him and we have decided to now raise our two boys here in this community as well. And yeah, that's a little bit about me and my background. We love your husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, I guess those who don't know, our, Tracy's husband, it was episode number two. Yes. So Eric. Eric. So um, if you want to know about Eric, then go back and listen to the episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so but you grew up here in Alpena. Grew up here, yep. And then you went to Central. You're a yeah. chip. Fire up chips. Fire up chips. Did they just fire their headquarters? Coach? Yes, they did. they did this week. I thought I saw that. <laughs> Wasn't a very good season for them. So. No. No. Um, you know, it's interesting. You're like, gosh, a third of the pot, we'll say. Maybe. You don't know what I'm saying yet. But you're like a third. Well, let's say at least half of our guests have maybe wanted to leave Alpena and then have come back to Alpena. Right. Um. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's an awesome thing, actually. Um, Lord knows I absolutely love it here. I spent some time away, came back, and I mean, I, I desperately want to stay here. So, I right. mean, um, but you never know what life throws at you. That's true. So, um, with that being said, though, I has, so what are you doing now? I know you were at the Bay for a while. Yeah, so I'm still at the Bay. Um, so, like I said, I graduated um, with my doctorate in physical therapy degree from Central, came back to Alpena. Um, thinking I was going to practice physical therapy right away, but realized pretty quickly that working in prevention was more of the side that I wanted to be on. So I've been working at the Bay for the last, uh, we're coming up on 11 years that the Bay's been open. So I've been there about 10 and a half years. And I started off uh, teaching some classes, then I got into more of a management role, um, then really into group fitness and personal training. And now I stay at home with my boys. I run an online health and fitness business, and then I still teach classes, teach boot camps, do a little bit of personal training as well. But I'm more of a work from home, stay at home mom. You make it and sound so like, eh, but you're a hustler. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I've hustled hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're undersung a little bit because I know how hard you have worked to, do everything that you are doing right now. Right. No, and I really do love what I do as far as, you know, fitness and, you know, everything in the community. So the Bay has a special piece of my heart, and I'm so glad that I can still work there on a part-time basis doing what I love to do and still have the opportunity to be at home with my boys. It's uh, super cool. I've you know I've said it on the pot here before, but it's like my biggest regret in my life is not being able to spend more time with my kids when they were their age that your boys are at right now. Right. You know, it's um, you never get it back. No. So. And it goes by so fast. Oh, 100%. Like, ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. So I you know I just even into like when Kelsey was over Saturday, I was like, so it's supposed to snow and you'll have the hunter, so you're gonna want to leave at like seven o'clock in the morning tomorrow. She's like, I know dad. So she texted me at like one o'clock yesterday. I'm leaving. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> just Driving like absolutely just storm. like yeah. <laughs> and then she texted me at like eight o'clock. I'm home. I'm like all right. <laughs> Oh, you your lesson. Should have left at seven. But she'll be home in two weeks anyway. So, right. Um, so, um, we talked a little bit about what you're doing now. What do you think? Um, I know for a while there you were at like the Bay, and I haven't been to the Bay in a long time. So, I guess maybe, but I know when I used to go to your classes, it just seemed like group fitness seemed to be like a really huge big thing i don't know if it still is or not um but i definitely see like a trend it seems like of people wanting to work out what's convenient for them whether it's like apps on a phone whether it's like the peloton where you have your own trainer like fitness routine at um at home do you feel like maybe it's more personalized now Yeah. So I think the biggest thing with fitness is just the accountability component. So wherever people can feel the most connected or feel a sense of community and a sense of accountability, you know, that's where they're going to gravitate towards. And, you know, for me, we have a Peloton at my house. I have Beachbody on demand. I do love doing workouts at home. Um, But I also love the social aspect of the group fitness and group fitness is still thriving at BAC. I mean, you know, you can walk into a nighttime class and there's 30, 40 people, you know, all there just to have fun and sweat together. But it's the social aspect. It's the community. It's the accountability component of it. So, you know, I work out at home when I can't make it to the gym. And I think that's maybe what a lot of people do, too, is they work out wherever it's convenient, you know, for them at that given time, at that given moment. But all of those things have an accountability piece to it. You know, you're either checking in with your workouts to a coach or on an app, or you're meeting other people who you know are also logging in and doing a workout at that same time, or you're meeting people at a class um, and doing something live. But the accountability and the community, I think, is the biggest part, and that's what people gravitate towards, and that's where the trends are. It's just wherever you can find a community. Agree. I mean, I think what I missed the most about going to the Bay regular was some of the people there that were like, hey, you know, I didn't come and, you know, I've already, I got to make sure because Brad's going to be there and, you know, right. blah, 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 that whole right. dynamic. I do miss that. Yeah. So, I mean, I can understand. I, I can see how that is important. So, right. definitely. Um, you like to run. I do love to run. And Brad likes to run. Brad loves to run. <laughs> I do. Um what how, this last year you did like a ton of half marathons it seemed like it correct yeah I wouldn't say it was a ton I have my favorites that I like to do in the fall I did the Aliferis here locally um and then I did um gosh what was after that did Detroit yeah I did Detroit half marathon I did Mackinac Island half marathon and I really wanted to crush a PR in Detroit this year, and it didn't happen. So I was like, well, my only other option is to crush it on Mackinac. Of course, it was like 40-mile-an-hour winds and rainy and hilly, and I crushed my PR. So That's... it's all about the mindset, right? Well, it's <laughs> kind of crazy. But... So for people that probably don't know those courses, Detroit 
has really, I guess, two slow hills, for right. lack of a better term. One being the bridge. Right. And then the other being the tunnel. It comes in the tunnel, you're actually racing down for a half a mile, but then you whatever goes down. Slowly back up. That's going to go back up. So it's, but it's a relatively flat course. Right. And it's a really neat course because you get over to Canada and you get to see Detroit from the Canyon side. Mm-hmm. And um, you're there to run through Detroit a little bit, which is always nice. Um, but Mackinac, it's like <laughs> that it's in a different world. Yeah, it spends a lot of time on the tra- some time on the trail, mm-hmm. and then of course you're going up that giant hill to the fort. Oh yeah, and then you're running lots of other just hills. Yeah, there's a lot of rolling hills throughout the course. Yeah, so that's yeah. crazy that you're able to get your PR on them. I would think the most more difficult right. of the two. Right. That's awesome. Any okay. uh, races upcoming next year? Um, I do have a cut. Well, I have a big one coming up. I signed up for, um, a half Ironman next year in Traverse city. It's the first Traverse city, 70.3 Ironman. So you may know of a lot of Ironman triathletes in the area or just triathletes in general, but it's a pretty big deal because it's a half, half marathon run, but then there's the 50 some mile bike ride and the one mile swim that goes along with it. So it's a a I'm, lot in one day. I'm jealous of your swimming ability. Yeah, I swam in high school. Yeah. You're, that's one yeah. of my I, I I'm a I'd say I'm a pretty strong swimmer when it comes down to it. Right. Right. And I they, just don't do it enough. They say that I forgot what it was, is that usually mo- the majority of people that do triathlons are really good swimmers. Yeah. And then like running is always the last thing. And um for me and Brad, at least, it would be running would be the easiest part. I know I've done a couple of duathlons. And yeah, they're easy. Right. And the swimming is always what scares me, just because I'm not a very good swimmer. Right. But I'll never forget when I went, when you went out with Rick a couple of years ago for the Hover Lake. Oh yeah, out in the water. And he was, you just wanted someone just to go with you, paddle next to me. And I'll never forget. So Rick was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just go out with Tracy this morning," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And then he texted me like an hour after you got it done, and he goes. Holy shit, it's Tracy fast in the water. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, at this point, Rick was still in the Coast Guard. He was like, my God, I can't believe how fast you can swim. Oh, that's like, so funny. I was like, oh. I know, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I'm doing that. So. Uh, um, no, but it's kind of on my list to do maybe one type of run every month next year. Just a fun goal. Looking for something in January. I'm really liking the virtual runs that if I can't find one, I just sign up to do a virtual run and they send you the medal and the t-shirt. Yeah. And then you just go for it. But. I still belong to the Harry Potter group. Oh. There's a Harry Potter running club. And what they do is they do a race every month. Oh, that's cool. And then they give you a medal for once you run it. Yeah. And I did two and both of them are just ridiculous medals. They're absolutely amazing. <laughs> but it was weird not having the whole like... I mean, it's cool to run it and still right. put it all in, but it was kind of like. To have the people. Yeah. 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 Any other races? No, not that I can think of. Okay. Brad? I don't have anything planned yet. So I haven't really looked into them. I would like to try to do the Charlotte Lily Half Marathon this year. Well, I've heard that's a good one. I've never done it. I have heard too. I know uh, Julie and Larry do it a lot. Yeah. But the problem is, I think that one sets up time-wise perfect for me. It's just my work schedule. It always seems to, usually in June, I need two weekends off each time. So then I have to work two weekends. And usually, 
where they usually fall on either Dylan's golf outing, which I'm going to always choose the Dylan's golf outing, right. <laughs> or the hospice walk. So I'm always going to choose a hospice walk too. Right. So, and then if it doesn't fall, so, but maybe it'll work out this year. You never know. Yeah. So, um, what's your favorite thing about running? I love that I can just feel so free when I do it. It's just the fresh air outside. It's just me against the world outside. It's just my time. And, you know, I didn't start off ever as a runner. In fact, I probably was like most people saying, oh, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. But once you just like really learn how to run, I think the biggest problem is people maybe start off too fast and they become completely winded and they just give up on themselves because it's hard. They Mm -hmm. struggle. But if you just slow down, walk when you need to and just pick back up and go, I think that you know, that's just brought a lot of freedom into my life. And it's a good way to just get outside and enjoy the area we live in. There's so many places you can run. And when I travel, I love to just go run. It's so easy to just pick up and lace up the shoes and go. I think we've said it before on the pod here, but I think what you said was one of the biggest misconceptions still about running is that you can't walk. Oh, I think yeah. people always think that like, if you're running and you block that you've somehow failed or it's still not good. And I don't know if people understand that half of these times when people run 13 miles, you know, the, a lot of people have taken a 30 second walk break in there right. and um, just happens. And- I will never forget the time that I ran. It was probably my second half marathon I ever did. And it was Traverse city Memorial Day weekend or whatever that weekend is in May. And anyways, I got passed by a walker and I was running and they were speed walking and they crossed that finish line before me. Like they ended up being in eyesight, but they were run walking intervals the whole time. And I jogged the whole time, but by them running and walking, they finished before me. So don't discount a speed walker or a jogger my, when it comes time to running a race. Yeah. My two favorite tips in running a race are still from you and Eric. And that was, um, walk when you get your water at, at a stop. Yeah. And then Eric, I don't know, I know this doesn't apply to you, but Eric told me, go ahead and walk up a hill. Yeah. Like, don't worry about killing yourself and burning yourself right. out of a big hill. Just go ahead and walk up it and then yeah. take off. Take, preserve your energy. I know, I know you're a badass and just. <laughs> <laughs> I will charge the hill. <laughs> I know you will. I'd rather walk on the downhill <laughs> and charge the uphill. That's awesome. My husband, on the other hand, would rather walk up and run down. But There's nothing wrong with that. The impact on my knees, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Spray of slipping and falling. Who knows? No race goals for this year, Brad. You can do a marathon. I thought about it, but made up to push it back another year. I just, I just, I don't know if I'm <laughs> losing my goals to run races. Oh, I'm still gonna run. I'm just right. Just, you just um, need to apply for one, like apply for Chicago, apply for New York, see what happens. If you get I, in, then you can focus. Yeah. I think running that marathon was the best, worst thing that's ever happened to me. My husband would say the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, Eric and I have had this conversation before. <laughs> that's why we feel the exact same way. It burns me out. <laughs> like I wanted nothing to do with running after that. But at the same time, like I loved it. Yeah. He's happy he did it. Yeah. And I would... I miss running and I definitely want to start running this spring. It's just like that mentally just took so much out <laughs> of me. Like I'll never forget that. And like, I don't know. Mile oh. 21. I'll never forget mile 21 for the rest of my life. 
It's the most miserable I've ever been. And I, I remember at one point sitting there, and because I started earlier, and a couple other the you know other runners were like just blown by me. And like, and I was in Grand Rapids, and for some reason, all of a sudden, there's all these Alpina people around me. They're like, "Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, Steve, how you doing?" And they're all like, you know, at mile twenty one, they're fresh, and they're all like. You know, they're all veteran marathon racers, so they're all like, like your dad. I remember one point, he's like, Hey, Steve, and, like, and I'm just like, It hurt to even walk, like, just to put him pull, pull myself together and take a breather. And like, I knew I was like, Well, you've ran 21 miles, you only have five to go, big dummy, <laughs> suck it up. So, I mean, yeah, and that you're almost there. I remember the one little girl we got back into Grand Rapids, she's like, Oh, you're almost there, and I looked at my watch. I was like, I'm at 24.2 miles. That's two miles ago. I'm not almost there. <laughs> <laughs> two miles to go. You liar. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you come back into the city, you're like, oh, man, we must be close. Like, I'm in the city now. I'm no longer in this wheat field of, like, wherever. And I'm like, no, I'm not nowhere being close. So That's fine. Yeah. Um, other than the triathlon, any other races you want to do? No, I'll probably do my same fall races that I love, but yeah, triathlon training is going to be my biggest focus come January 1. So a lot of pool time? A lot of pool time, indoor biking time, um, and then running. How do you like the peloton? I love it. Do you? I love it, yeah. I know, Allison, I thought about it with something because um, I think the biking might be a nice solution for possibly i don't know and i don't know just interesting yeah no we've had it for two years now and um yeah now they i mean peloton's advanced so much too you see all those commercials on tv obviously for it right now but they have running on there now so treadmill workouts that you can do through your peloton app they have boot camp workouts they have yoga they have i mean so much more it's not just biking there's a lot of floor workouts and well, that's good. Because yeah. It's- then the treadmill workouts. And I love doing the treadmill workouts when I'm at the gym or when I'm in a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have someone talk in my ear, but I can run to the music and they cue me on the grade of the incline, the speed I should be at. Like, oh, speak to me more. That sounds miserable. <laughs> Barking in your ear. Just kidding. Well, and I wouldn't find, I'm assuming it's on the headphones, right? Yeah, I mean, you have the skirt, you have your phone in yep. front of you connected to the app, but yes, you're listening to them through. I would absolutely love to be like at the Troy Marriott going through oh. that and then having someone next to me because I've done those self run things before when I used to train, and I swear that I talked to the person very, yeah. not very nicely. Not and I can only imagine on a treadmill what the person next to me must be like, what in the world is this guy? I do like, that sometimes when I'm biking. <laughs> like you son what of a hell is going on <laughs> you want me to do what yeah awesome. well let's take a break we'll come back here and we'll talk about a couple other things so like one of my favorite things about you tracy <laughs> Is that you do a very, like, you're one of the first people I ever remember that really talked a lot about personal development. Right. And you seemed like you like to not necessarily champion by yourself, which I think is important that you walk a lot, but you also encourage other people to do it, like, within a lot of your groups. I know I've been in a couple, like, boot camp groups or um, dinner winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, how did you even get your start in uh, like dealing with personal development? Well, a lot of it, honestly, I mean, started at Bay Athletic Club and Trina, um, you know, is probably, she's been very influential in helping me just want to be a better person um, in life. And she's, you know, she definitely walks the walk and she surrounds herself with, you know, big mentors out there who also walk the walk. And so she brought a lot of that back to her team at BAC. And so when I started, you know, really just digging deeper into, you know, having goals for myself and dreaming bigger and just being a better person, we hear that a lot, but until you actually start to surround yourself by it and put yourself or immerse yourself into it, it's hard to believe it you know, that it'll actually work or that it'll help. And then when you do, it's like, wow. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that you just will keep craving once you start doing, I think. So it started at BAC um, and with Trina, but then, you know, I like to pay it forward to and encourage everyone else that I come into contact with, you know, in my online fitness business, it's a part of what we do, you know, every single day, you know, with the motivation component in there, getting our mindset right. I agree. I know, like, I love reading personal development books. Mm-hmm. I haven't read any lately, but um, in fact, like, the last book I read <clears throat> was I didn't even read it. Um, it was an audiobook. Yeah. And I was just doing a lot of traveling back and forth between Detroit and school. And I was like, oh, I really needed a, just wanted to find a book. And I found one that I kind of liked. Yeah. And um, it was called Grit. Grit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard it, but I've heard of it. I have not read yeah. that one, but so it all talks about necessarily all these people that are successful. Essentially, it comes down to just grit. Like really, there always comes a moment where you get hit some type of adversity, and it really just comes down to you just gotta work your way through it. Right. And, right. Um, I find the interesting thing about personal development. I didn't know if you had any thoughts on it. Was that Brad might want to run faster and I might want to lose weight and you might want to become smarter. Right. But there's always a theme. It seems like that echoes through all these, you know, there is a common denominator, even though they are different, like three different ideas, but they all do have kind of some of the same principles behind them. So I know like, um, a lot of it starts with sometimes just self-motivation, you know, mm-hmm. and finding ways to um, self-motivate yourself. And I didn't know if, like, what your favorite book on that was or... Yeah, I mean, there's so many different, you know, personal development things. Like you said, I mean, there's books to help you become a better runner to get your mindset right for running. There's self-help books on you know, the best ways to lose weight. There's self-help books on, you know, how to be a better communicator. But the bottom line is, is like find something that you want to work on and there is a tool or resource out there, you know, to work on that. And, you know, if you just learn to, I think, you know, just surround yourself with other like-minded people who just want to elevate and be better, you know, you can always bounce ideas off of each other. Just like being in that positive environment will certainly help. Um, as well. But I think it's finding what it is like an area of weakness or an area that you certainly want to work in, find that. And, you know, basically the common denominator on it all, I think is that it's going, you are going to learn something and it's going to help you excel in whatever area that is. So, 
you know, for me as a leader, you know, of a growing online community, it's, you know, I've read leadership books. I've read communication books. I've read, you know, lots of fitness stuff. I've read running stuff. I've read cooking stuff. I've read, you know, yeah. just finding anything. Those are all considered personal development. You know, I think when you go into a bookstore and it's like anything in a self-help section. <laughs> no, I, basically I, I, I like, agree. Right. And I think you bring up a great point. It is surrounding yourself with the right people sometimes right. and finding a, a good mentor. Sometimes that. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent play a part. Absolutely. Um, my th- two of my favorite books, I know you probably have read um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. It really is. It's uh, like one of the oldest ones, but like, hey, honestly, like for me, when I'm having like a bad month of selling, right. what I'll do like the last day of that bad month, I'll read those seven things just to kind of, you know, my favorite That's day. Right. Yeah. My favorite day on a bad month is the last day because it doesn't matter whether you have on the first day of the month, it doesn't matter whether you had a good day or a bad day or a good month or a bad month beforehand. You're it's at zero. Month. Yeah. You're back at a zero. So on a bad month, I actually enjoy, you know, because when you sell 20 cards in a month, you're like, oh, yay, I got to go start back at zero. <laughs> but, right. you know, when you only have one or two out, and then you're just like, oh, I can make it anew. So, And then right. the second one, I know you and I have talked about um, Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. I also love Why Eaters or Leaders Eat Last. Yes. It's another good one. Yeah. Um, I would think out of all the – it could be at the time of my life too. His book really had a profound effect on mm-hmm. me. It really did. Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, but he's got a great little YouTube video. It's uh, about five minutes. Yeah. And even, um, I mean, yeah, he has podcasts, but I'm just trying to think what are those other things, not YouTube channels, Ted talks. Oh yes, He's got those on Ted talks as well. And those are good. Yeah. His Ted talks are amazing. Right. <clears throat> good ones to go back to. Do you like reading any of those, Brad? Um, I'm not. I've read a couple of self-help books, so personal development books, and two of the latest ones I've read are uh, "Willpower Doesn't Work." Mm-hmm. Well, surrounding yourself with the right people, yeah, not blaming other things, and the other is "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. I have yet to read that book, and same with the "You Are a Badass" book. <sighs> I have that calendar too right now. So every day I like rip off a sheet, but it's like a quote from the book that just like jumps out at me. And I'm like, and then there's, you're a badass at making money too. That's another good one. Yeah. I know. um, Both those books I've been wanting to get it too. So um, it'll be interesting. I know with school, school was our our program each semester. We had to read a self-help book Mm -hmm. and they gave us one. So I got, and they were all, different ones. So I haven't been reading as much. In fact, I haven't read it at all since I've graduated school. Right. Maybe other than No. And you know what? That brings <laughs> up a good point because when I graduated grad school, I was so burnt out on reading. I mean, you read textbooks, you read your notes, you read your flashcards, you read everything. And so when I moved back and started surrounding myself, you know, at the club and Trina was talking about reading books and I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> but that's like, when I started to find audibles too, and audibles have become, you know, a great tool for me that when I'm cleaning the house or folding laundry or doing whatever, like I just put in an earbud and I'm listening to the audible. Um, you know, you buy the book and you listen to it and it, or when I'm running, sometimes I put it in and that's what I listen to between that and a podcast. And yeah, yeah you don't have to read 
personal development, you can very well listen to it. And I found my first audiobook, which was Grit, I actually didn't mind it. I yeah. really was nervous about it because I do very much like to read right. something and just have it there. And I didn't know how I'd take it listening to it. And a couple of times, Alice would be in the car and I'd be like, what did she just say? And I'd rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was my kind way of saying, will you please stop talking? I can't hear you. God bless her. She's a better <laughs> woman than I deserve. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, yeah. So, um, any other books that you like? Oh my gosh. I wrote down a list here because I knew you were probably going to ask that question. Um, yeah. So I love the book. Just get over your damn self. Um, that's a good one. Even girl, wash your face. Um, you are a badass. I wrote down compound effect. I wrote down. Those are just some of them that come off the top of my head. Oh, um, eat that frog. If you ever procrastinate on big hairy goals that you want to reach, eat that frog is good. Um, the book finish is also good. If you're one who tends to say you're going to do something and then never follow through or you, um, or one who will start something and then not finish it. Um, finish is a great one. I believe that's John Acar, 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 Jeff Acar. I don't know. Finish is the title of it though. Um, then podcasts that I love. I love the trust and believe with Sean T. Um, the life coach school with Brooke Costillo. Rise podcast with Rachel Hollis and then kind of a marriage one for a couple's relationship one is called Rise Together, also with Rachel Hollis. She's the author of Girl, Wash Your Face, um, which is a very popular book right now. Um, I saw that Girl, Wash Your Face yeah. book. It was, yeah, when I did when I was just kind of trying to jog my mind on some of the books I've read that I really like because I took all my books home. I used to have them yeah. on my bookshelf at work and then I took them all home. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, what books do I have? Another one was Good to Great. Yep. I really like like that book too. Yeah. um, And then Quote of the Day Show is a good one. They talk, they bring on an author um, of something and then they talk about a quote from their book. Quote of the Day Show is good. And then MWF Motivation. So every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's a motivational, like 15 minute podcast. MWF Motivation, kind of fun. That is quite cool. Yeah. Brandon, I always look for a good podcast. Oh, yeah. Can't take on that anymore. I know. you. Brad definitely was oh, a lot more. there's so many. Right. Um, but Brad, sometimes his work can facilitate him sometimes listening and doing um, it. And I only time I get it to mind is if I'm at home or running. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is a, probably a perfect segue to our top five that we're getting to. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. And our top five we're going to talk about is top five things we do to keep yourself healthy. Perfect. Awesome. I like it. All right. We are on to our top five now. As Steve mentioned, it's the top five things we do to stay healthy. And I'll start it off with my number five, and that is read instead of watching TV. So reading is mostly good for you. So. Reading is fundamental. Yes, and these are things I really need to do more now because I've fallen off the wagon a little bit. But yeah, I need more comics. I need to get through this 
Game of Thrones book for <laughs> it's taken me forever. Yes. Read instead of watching TV. Um so I guess I go from top to bottom, right? Or from number five, four. Okay. So my number five one would be I try to do something every day that makes me happy. Because I don't know, something happened in my life. Like it's been happening to me a couple of different times and it's gotta be something that I do to myself, but I end up where I do these, I guess this mode where I like, I'll pause and I'll look at my life and I'm like, I'm not doing anything at all I want to be doing. Like it just fills up with all these other, and it comes down to like, I know I like to make other people happy. So it comes to this thing where like, I do all these other things that make people happy. And then I will stop and I look like, I am absolutely flipping miserable right now just because I'm doing these things I don't even want to be doing. So right. I always try every day, even if it's something stupid, like, I don't like throw a snowball at Brandon and at work. That makes you laugh. Laughter is good medicine, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? So, yeah, I always try to do something every day that makes me happy. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like these. Mindset, being positive. They say people, you talk to people who are like 100 years old and you ask them, like, what's your key to longevity? Why, what do they always say? It's stuff like happy, yeah. laugh. Or I didn't sweat the small stuff. I didn't sweat the yeah. small stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, okay, you guys, mine are going to be more on like the fitness side of things, mine. but these are all amazing. So, my first one is get enough sleep. Ooh. All right. Sleep is a huge one, and it's quality and quantity that matters. And I actually just read an article, which is kind of crazy for this area, but they were saying like, you might only require seven hours of sleep in the summertime, but when it's dark and dreary and cold, your body requires more sleep. So for this area, if you only require seven hours of sleep in the summertime, like in July, you might require 10 hours of sleep right now in the wintertime for your body to like recover and get over the seasonal affective disorder to help with that. So sleep, it just doesn't make you function better throughout the day. It honestly just gives your body a chance to heal and recover. So things that I do for that, or I have a bedtime routine, just like we have for our kids, a structured bedtime routine. Same thing for me. You know, I drink my tea. I close down the TV. I read a book. I listen to some music. I put on a sound machine. Um, I, you know, jot down my to-do list for the next day and I keep it next to my bed. So that way I'm going to bed, not worrying about what I'm doing the next day. It's already there. So bedtime routine, get enough sleep, whatever that is for you. For most people, it's on average about seven to eight hours a night. That's weird that you brought that up because just recently I've gone to eight hours of sleep. Right. I used to be like five hours of sleep and then... About 2014, I just said, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep a night. And it was life-changing. It is. And right now, I mean, I still have interrupted sleep with my kids at home. Seriously. (laughs) They're two and four years old, and they're still getting up in the middle of the night. But interrupted sleep, I can be crabby and tired and everything the next day. But when I notice, when I get my eight hours of sleep, solid, like a new person. Gosh, I wish you could see me right now. That's awesome. Okay. Get enough sleep was actually one of my honorable mentions. Oh, see, we're thinking alike, Brad. For some reason, I can go to bed at 10 o'clock, but I'm always up at 5, no matter what. Oh, I don't know. What if you go to bed at 9? Sleep master. I would be up at 4, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> body just, should try that sometime. I know. I get up at 6.45 almost every day. Yeah. I, don't even, I feel like 
I only want to set an alarm because I feel like I would just get up at 6.45. But the only time I would do that, I know I would oversleep. And then I'd be like. <laughs> All right. So number four is stand more. And I have a oh. desk at work that I haven't been using lately. But after the first of the year, I'm going to start using more and stand more at work because sitting isn't good for you. That's why the Apple Watch has that stand goal every day. Yeah. <clears throat> I need to figure out something to do there because, as you know, like I sit too much. And it has a, created a problem in my body. So I don't know. The doctor told me to get a new chair, which I haven't gotten yet. I'm never going to get at it. So, I mean, I can go buy my own, which is probably what I need to do. But ideally, if I had to spend $200 on a chair, I'd rather spend $200 on a standing desk. But the problem, of course, is I don't know if I want to sell a car standing up with a person. Because there's something very unsettling with standing up. It feels very intimidating. So if you can sit Especially down. somebody short. Yeah. yeah. So if you sit down, it's much more. So, yeah. yeah. Number four for me, I always try to connect with my wife and kids. So, because I am terrible at this sometimes, especially with my wife. Which, um, I guess, I mean, in all transparency, like, I, we both are on our phones way too much. So, like. Um, and if it's not on our phone, then I'm on my laptop. If I'm not on my laptop, I'm on my iPad. So, like, we have just way too much technology, and it's easy for us to say, okay, we're not going to be on our phone tonight, and we'll put our phones aside, and then, we'll on, you know, we're on our iPads. So, like, um, you know, so I've made it a concentrated effort, even if it's just a quick text to my kids. It's all, all three of them at the same time. Like, hey, I love you guys. Have a great day. That's awesome. Um, because... All these things were leading to anxiety for me and stress and created like stress points. And I found that all these things that I'm talking about have reduced all these other things. Right. Right. So. No, for real. Living healthy isn't just physical health. I know mine are more physical health, but it's mental. My next two are. It's spiritual. It's emotional. Like that's what compromises all health. So I like that one, Steve. Uh, okay, my next one is drink lots of water. Ooh, that's good. So, that's how many glasses action. of water do you guys drink a day? Not enough. During the week, I'm fine. <clears throat> all I do is sit at my desk and drink water. It's the weekends that kill me. Right. But I get a lot of water and yeah. always go to the bathroom. I never drank more water than when I was on the Ultimate Reset. Yeah. And for some reason, I just suck at drinking water now. I'm like absolutely terrible. It's but hard I'm, in the winter when it's cold out. Yeah. Would you agree? And <laughs> it's not even like I'm drinking coffee or pop or anything. I'm just not right. drinking fluids, period. I'm just not. I'm not just, drinking. Oh, yesterday. I mean, it's oh. terrible. Yeah, I mean, the side effect of drinking lots of water is you're going to go to the bathroom a lot. But um, yeah, I mean, water has so many benefits. Um, I like to, you know, just compare it to like your body when it's dehydrated. And I know this is kind of a gross analogy, but what is beef jerky hunting season right now? Like beef jerky is dehydrated muscle. And so when people are dehydrated, like that's what essentially happens to your muscles and your organs and they can't function right. You can't move properly. So, so important. They say about um, drinking maybe half your body weight in water in ounces is a good goal to have. Um, so... (laughs) I don't know. On average, though, I mean, I probably drink 120 ounces a day. Yeah. I don't know. But water's my go-to. I don't really drink coffee. I don't drink soda. Soda's, no. You don't drink coffee? 
When I did the ultimate reset, I gave it up and I never really went back. If I have it, it's just like, I have it, you know, it's not a dependency. I drink a lot of tea now. Nice. But I still have my morning cup of coffee. And then I don't know what brands I'm going to do if I didn't show up at Cabin Creek for a while. You're right. I go a week without because sometimes I'll go a week and then they're like, hey, where you been? (laughs) Seriously, where you been? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm like, just right. what it is. They're just the old guys. I know. They'll be right. <laughs> All right. Number three is stretch. You always got to get a stretch. Solid mm. It's a good one, too. I haven't been stretching as much as I like. I haven't been going to yoga as much as I like. Things have been busy. Just things going on. But I'm going to start stretching more. I always feel better after stretching. It must have been a little bit easier for you in a way with your catastrophic, for lack of a better term, injury, because it forced you to stretch, right? Yes. It showed me what stretching can do. Right. And it really made you have a routine. And it's probably been easy for you as you've gotten stronger, which you have, to get away from that. So I guess that I can understand that. Before you guys came over, I stretched. Good. Felt so much better <laughs> <laughs> until it didn't record over, and then you were like, yeah. "I'm angry." That's all right. <laughs> Number three, I try to get outside every day for thirty minutes. I don't hear you. I just stand there on my front porch and I just smell the air of my dog everywhere, which isn't good. But no, I do try <laughs> to be outside, and then sometimes it's just walking around the lot at work. But you know, in ideal world, it'd be like toes in the grass or in the sand. Some type of skin packing with the earth, but and that's as hippie as I get. I just want to let everyone know that, <laughs> that is as far as my hippiness goes. But um, yeah, sure. There are a couple other things you're right, but yeah. Ah, fresh air does about a good. All right, my number three here is eliminate sugar consumption for health, <sighs> better health, and the only. Thing I can really say about that one is just that sugar is an incubator for disease. I feel like so many diseases that people get just thrive on sugar and processed sugars, bacteria, viruses, parasites, like it all thrives on sugar. So if you can just cut back on it, the high carbohydrate foods and have more natural sugars and less processed, better off we are. It's almost like so hard from Halloween through now. Ugh. Like, it's awful. And I, I don't, you guys probably don't come as much, but like literally it starts now. People, oh, I, I can't, I, I've never worked at a place where it's like this, but we literally every day, and it's like they all know, it's like these customers go, hey, I'm taking in a plate of cookies. Don't bring them in. We'll average anywhere from one to two plates of cookies from here on all the way out through the new year of customers. And they're like huge cookie plates. And Once you have one, person. you can't stop. Well, I, I'm best. Sugar's just, addictive. Yeah, I just try not to have one because yeah. then it just. In my job, the ladies have a treat week every week. Yeah, they have to bring in a treat. Oh, These are out of control. I remember Allison's work for a while there. They did theme days, mm-hmm. so like it was an Oreo theme. So everybody brought in like a double stuff, a regular a mint, no. a peanut butter, and then or it was like a movie theater candy day. So everybody brought in a different movie. No. It was like awesome team building stuff, right? Right. But not very healthy. 
No. But Ooh, so. Uh, number two, I try to exercise exercise at least five days a week. So you do a pretty good job of that. I do. Mm -hmm. Running or walking at lunch with my parents or strength training, just something. I love that you walk with your parents. Mm -hmm. People tell me all the time, so I'm right walking with his parents. I'm yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> all right. My number two is if I always have the option between stairs and of the elevator, take the stairs. Oh, good one. So. Um, what about in the parking lot? Close to the door or further away? Um, it depends on what kind of vehicle I have. Or if it's cold or rainy. That doesn't bother <laughs> me. But really, the biggest factor of me parking now is if I have a work vehicle, I will park really far away. And inevitably, when I come out, there will be some jabronis parked right next to me. I don't know. But yeah, especially if it's an expensive vehicle, I know I can't afford the, the payment on. I just like, oh, my God. But yeah, no, but I always That's try to take the stairs. That's a good one. I like how we all have exercise kind of on this one. Mine is just moving more. Your body's like a well-oiled machine. We just got to move it every single day. Without it, you wake up stiff, achy. Movement is medicine. 30 minutes a day. That's what my Apple Watch says. <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes every day. I yeah. played basketball yesterday and I was sore and achy when I woke up, so... <laughs> it is always true. How do you feel though after stretching? I feel better after stretching, but I ran this morning and that didn't help. But, oh. <laughs> but, all right, it's because I'm not used to playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so number one is I try to eat right. You do a better job than I do. I try. It's not always easy. But... It is difficult. It is. Do what we can. Well, and I think that's the best thing about all these is none of them are perfect, right? It's just yeah. things that you try to do and right. um, you just make that small conscious decision. So um, my number one thing I do every day is I try to take 10 minutes to begin every day. I do three things. I find that funny thing. I try to watch something funny on YouTube. I organize my day, like point out when time customers are coming in, what I have going on, even or if it's just like, hey, I got the podcast tonight, and because there's Lord knows I got enough going on, and then I always try to find something motivational as well. So sometimes all that will overlap in itself, but um, my Twitter, I follow a whole bunch of like motivational things. Mm -hmm. So usually I can find something on there. I usually go to YouTube and try to find something funny. And then I, while all that's going on, I try to organize my day. And I have found that number one thing has made the biggest difference in my life. Like it awesome. reduces the stress of not knowing what's going on, which you talked about earlier, right? Because right. You, you worry about what's going on. And then I find that, that laughing is always the best thing for you. And then selling cars sucks sometimes. So anything I can to motivate myself helps. So. Your um, number one there goes along with another personal development book that I've read called The Miracle Morning. Mm -hmm. You guys read that one? Mm -hmm. But it's your morning routine, like these steps you should do every single day to just like feel successful. Yeah, The Miracle Morning. It's a good one. I purposely set my alarm 15 minutes ahead of time for Allison. And I get up, and I, you know, when I go out in the living room, 
Right. It's what I do, and it's quiet. And sometimes the dog comes with me. He's like, "What's up, dude?" But most of the time, he just stays there with Alice in the bed. Like, this is where I want to be. Right. So yeah, Love I can't it. wait to hear your number one. <laughs> My number one. Hey, well, I was talking about physical health. Yeah. More on these. What Brad said, eating well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, eating well can be so hard, but I think like if you just focus on Having a plan, because when you uh, fail to plan, you're planning to fail, essentially. So I don't know. For me, when it comes time to eating well, I just think about, you know, what kind of, like, fresh veggies do I have or just veggies in general? And then what can I create around that for even breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Um, Put veggies in my eggs. Veggies are like a staple in my house. Veggies and lean proteins when it comes time to eating well. Staples in my house, yeah. I try to make a menu every week, but I don't stick to it all. <laughs> but hey, it's a plan. You got an idea. We have tried to reduce our eating out. That's yeah. been our biggest. Even when you know we go out, we wouldn't necessarily eat bad every time. But just trying to cook more at home is. You know what's going into your food when you cook it. Yeah. Right. So. I don't know. I'm just an. I'm. I love analogies. In case you haven't figured it out, but. <laughs> On the nutrition side of it, it's just like, what are you fueling your body with? Is it good gasoline or bad gasoline? You wouldn't put bad gasoline in your car because it wouldn't run right. So why do you fuel your body with bad gasoline? Like you want premium gasoline. So fill it with premium stuff, premium foods. Awesome. Any honorable Five tips. Get enough sleep. Take some daily vitamins and... Drink water. I read that the number one step someone can do to changing their diet, like what they're eating, is it starts with a multivitamin. It's yeah. the very first step. Like if you're starting someone basic, first thing, it's a multivitamin. Or, and, if, and if you can do it, a fish oil. Like a table clothes. Yeah. I mean, most food cravings come from being nutrient deficient. Yeah. So when you're craving anything sweet salty whatever it's because you're nutrient deficient so i would agree with that if you can take a multivitamin of some sort do it yeah mine was my only honorable mention i tried to do is water and i'm terrible at it right now i was really good at it for a while and then i just i don't know why i'm just terrible at it right now well you already drank a glass since i've been here tonight yeah Step in the right direction. Well, like what it is, it's like you said, Monday through Friday, you're fine. I think I drank six ounces of water yesterday. That was it. Yeah. I I don't even think it was water. I think it was coffee. I think I just had coffee. And then when I went to bed, I was like, man, I'm thirsty. I haven't drank anything. So I finally had a cup of water. But I was like, that's terrible to just walk around. You just set an alarm on your phone that says, drink 16 ounces of water. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So. And then get up and walk. When you go do it, yeah. <laughs> get a stand goal in there. I do have. I haven't worn my Apple Watch in a long time. I cracked the front of it, so oh. I haven't been wearing it as much. Uh, well, that wraps up your top five. It does. We'll come back and we'll find out what we're doing this week. Well, Tracy, thank you for coming on this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, what do you have going on this weekend? 
Oh, what is this weekend? There is the winter lighthouse out at the Presque Isle Lighthouse from like 10 until 1. I think they're doing some Christmas day out at the Presque Isle Lighthouse. So I'm taking the boys out to that. And teaching cycling class on Saturday morning in case anyone wants to uh, join me at your event. <laughs> um, but yeah, kind of a low-key weekend. Put up some Christmas decorations. Awesome. Is yeah. your tree up yet? Not yet. We're getting it next weekend, the 8th. What are you going to do? Is your tree up? No, but I bought one. I like it. I'm even putting some lights up also. <laughs> I like it. First Christmas in the new house, correct? Yes. Oh, man. It's a big deal. It's going to get wild. Just got to figure out where I want to put the tree first. Something I meant to talk about last week that has nothing to do with any of this was that maybe it's cold outside. I read the lyrics to it because some of the lyrics I couldn't understand. And from the conclusion, it's a date rape song. <laughs> right. I want to pull up the lyrics to the song. Yeah, you read it. I mean, like, probably back in whenever it was written, it was probably like, oh, that's kind of cute. But if you read it in today's world now and it's the, the way the climate is, you're just like, yeah, that's not good. Like, she's like, uh, the answer is no. And he's like, well, just have another drink, baby. Like, yeah, that's, that's not. He sings that Frank Sinatra. Uh, Dean Martin. Yeah, so. But, um, yeah, sorry. It was the idea of Christmas, your house. I thought of last week. I'm sorry. That's how I got there. Yeah. It's all good, though. Uh, what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, got Thatcher family Christmas party on Saturday. You might go to the craft show at Ella White. Oh, Saturday yeah, that's morning. Some Skeeter and Joanne are coming up. They like to go crafting. So last time they were up, we went crafting. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe get a run in Saturday morning. What about uh, you? I work Saturday. It seems like when I'm home, I do. Uh, then we have Alice's Christmas party. And then whenever that's over, we're going to hopefully meet up with you guys. And then Sunday, I don't have anything planned, and that's why I like to keep it. And Friday, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but we I am part of a project that's going to be filming some things in our community, and we're doing it that Friday night. So it's fun. And stuff. Hopefully, I'll be able to say more. I guess I'm not supposed to really say anything about it, but that's what I'm doing this weekend. So that's my Friday night, the whole night. So... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next week, we have Cynthia Mishnitsky on. All right. Should be fun. It should be. Get into some law and order stuff. That's right. We should just ask her true or falsities of law and order. Like, is this true or not? <laughs> That'd be a good one if people want to send them into the yeah. show. That'd be a good one. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and then after that, we have Carly Austin coming on the next week after that. So, uh, thank you once again. Oh, anything you want to get off your chest? I get that Michigan stuff off your chest. No, yet? I'm good. Okay. Anything you want to say, Tracy? Open okay. floor. Okay. It's a safe space. It's a safe space. We use that's we haven't had getting off our chest in a while. So, but yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. See ya.